Hello and welcome to Love and Lordship Live. I'm Greg Williams, and as always, you can hear more from our book and ministry with Love and Lordship's The Authority of Love on 99.1 FM WJMM Central Kentucky Christian Radio, or on that and then the Love and Lordship links, and you'll get the previous days too, plus the current days podcast. You can also find all kinds of podcasts on Love and Lordship dot podbean.com or videos at vimeo.com forward slash love and lordship. Uh, this week we're going to continue with our series on our identity in Christ. This is our fifth message regarding that and our purpose and our prayer just like it was for the names of God to know and love him more is that we know and love who we are in Christ enabling us to better love others. This is not a vain love this is the love that Christ had for himself. Knowing who he was, he could give himself up for the sake of others. We won't do that unless we really know who we are. Our anchor verse this week is found in John 15, 16. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Man, that's powerful, folks. We are chosen by God that as we bear fruit and remain in him to bear that fruit, whatever we ask of the Father in Christ's name, he gives it to us. Now, don't take that wrong. Don't take that, oh, good, I'm saved so I can have whatever I want. No, you got to remain in him, bear fruit for him. Those are the things that let us know that we are walking and abiding in him. Then when we ask, we're asking according to the Father's will and in line with Christ and his teachings as his disciples. So building on the significance that we have and that we are in Christ as God's masterpiece and as a branch in the vine, Christ himself, we find that we are specifically chosen by God and appointed by him to bear fruit. None of us was or is the last chosen. You know, you, you went through in school and you would wait and they would pick everybody else and then you'd be the last one standing there. Each of us was appointed even before we were born, selected by God to abide in Christ as our Savior and Lord and to bear his kingdom fruit, his Holy Spirit fruit. Our obedience to that calling and choosing makes us Again, kingdom and Holy Spirit fruit bearers that will last for eternity. That fruit is not temporary. It allows others to partake of the spiritual fruit and have the same opportunity to know and love and be chosen in Christ and by Christ as Savior and Lord. That's incredible, folks. And think about it. It's a great relief. He's the one who produces all the fruit. And we are faithful to remain, endure, and abide in Him. As we do so, that fruit comes through us to help nourish and build others up for His kingdom and glory. That's why Jesus could call us to take up His yoke and with confidence say, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 another awesome benefit of our identity in Christ. By the way, remember, you can go to loveandlordship.com. That's love and lordship all spelled out and together, loveandlordship.com, and find the articles, the videos, and the podcast. And in every article, you will find all the scriptures linked. That's what you need to go and study. Thank you for listening to me. 
but you need to go and make sure you're in the Word and making sure that everything I'm saying is aligned with that Word. You see, when we look at Matthew 11, 28 through 30, think about this. Christ does the heavy lifting. We abide, walk, and yes, work, even while we wait for His return. The Father, as the gardener, see all of John 15, I've got that linked as well, provides, protects, prunes, and prepares us so that the vine, the Holy Spirit, through the vine of Christ in us, can produce and prosper much fruit, His fruit, in and through us as Christ's disciples, and bring glory to God the Father. Go to John 15 again, look at verses 8 and 9. All of this is done as we love Him and for others. John 15, 17. Powerful scripture there in John 15. Are you trying to produce fruit for him? Or simply walking, abiding, working as he leads in him so he can make much fruit and you can bear much fruit. So more and more will partake of his fruit through you and me and they'll know him. You've likely now heard the following scriptures that I'm going to continue with this concept of our identity in Christ. You've probably heard it many times and even quoted it as an encouragement to others and even to yourself. But have you ever stopped and thought that the truth found in this text is because of who you are in Christ and it gives you tremendous power, confidence, and value? Philippians 4.13 says that all those who are in Christ can do all things because he's the one who is in us and gives us the strength, everything that you need. Now, before you immediately do what most of us do in today's culture and even in our churches and make this all about your selfish desires and wish list, remember this. Paul was probably writing this letter to the church in Philippi from a prison cell of some kind in Rome awaiting his imminent death, his beheading at Caesar's hand. He had appealed already, and he knew that Caesar was not going to listen to Paul's message that Jesus is the only Son of God because every Caesar claimed to be the Son of God, the Son of Zeus, or Hermes. I can't remember the Roman when Zeus is in the Greek, but they were the Son of God. So ultimately, Paul had, was taken off by Caesar at Caesar's hand. That's where he wrote it from. We have been given the strength to do whatever needs to be done, but we must look at the preceding verses. Go look at Philippians 4, 4 through 12. Again, go to loveandlordship.com, click on the, the, the Read tab, and you'll find this article, Identity in Christ 5, and look at the link at Philippians 4, 4 through 12. You will see the context that Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul is telling us that this strength flows from never being anxious because we can always trust in the Lord. He exhorts us to rejoice and always. And again, I say rejoice, he says in verse 4. And to pray with a heart of thanksgiving in everything. Give thanks for everything, even the difficulties, the pain, and the trials that he certainly knew something about, right? That's the context. He reminds us to train our thinking in verse 8 to be focused on those things that are good, righteous, praiseworthy, excellent, among other good and positive thoughts. 
And finally, he models it for us by proclaiming that this is not a wish list for God. He has learned to be content and fulfilled. This is powerful. In all things, whether in plenty or need, well-fed or hungry, naked or clothed. He knew who he was in Christ, and so can you. That's the key. He goes on in that same chapter in verse 19 to tell us that God thinks so much of you and me that he even supplies every real need that we have out of his glorious riches in Christ. Now, one final thought on this passage to keep a godly biblical perspective. Philippians is often called the book of joy. And i got to go back to what I said a few moments ago, the circumstances that Paul found himself in as he reminded all of us of these great truths, all that God has done for us in Christ and just how significant we are to him. You see, my strength and significance and confidence is not found in my wants and my needs or circumstances, not my own abilities or talents, nor the related outcomes. It is totally found in Christ and who I am in him. Do you know him? Do you recognize how valuable you are that he would give you, give his life so that in doing so, he could then, as you trust in him and believe in him, he could give you exactly the strength and every resource that you need to handle any and everything that comes your way. I pray you do. I remember at 12 years old, seventh grade at a Christian service camp, that was our key verse for the week. And immediately my 12-year-old mind went, there's my answer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have all I need. I'm going to the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Well, while I got on the doorsteps of that, God had other plans. And he had trained and changed my thinking as I got to know him more. That it had to be about him and not about me. Now, as we continue to focus on, recognize, and accept our significance and value to God in Christ, think about this. Because of what Christ has done in the incarnation, that's what we're getting ready to celebrate, right, at Christmas? Taking on flesh, becoming human in his life, his example, his death, his burial, and resurrection, all who believe in him are literally made a dwelling place or a temple for his indwelling presence. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Go check that out. Check out the link again at the article, loveandlordship.com. He dwells in us by his Holy Spirit because Christ has saved, sanctified, set us apart for his purposes, and purified us so that he can. No matter where you've been or what you've done, when you accept him, you are forgiven. You are free. You are no longer guilty. Don't let the enemy shame you with that emotion back into the state of guilt by committing the sin. You are free from it. But remember this. We are to honor Christ, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with our bodies and our lives. Look at 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. I should say 19 and 20. That's honoring him. Notice the strong command from the verse nestled right before these two. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee pornea, sexual immorality of every kind. That is the purity that you now have, but it's still available to you. Are you going to run to it? Or are you going to run to Christ because your body is now a temple in which the Holy Spirit dwells? You see, pornea 
has wrecked so many people, even those who call themselves Christians, who failed to live in their identity in Christ as a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit. Thank the Lord for His grace and don't abuse it. God lives in you. How awesome is that? What kind of identity is that? Not only, as we previously discussed, do we abide in Him as branches in the vine, but He abides in us. Go back to John 15 and read again verses 1 through 11. Praise the Lord and thank you, Lord. Have you received His presence by Christ's sacrifice and grace through faith? Do you recognize how significant you are to Him and for His glory? He chose to perform His will in His way, and we are the recipients of His presence and glory. Live like it. Food for thought as we close. Have you received that presence? Are you living like it? Do you recognize how significant you are to Him and what He plans to do to you to bring Him glory? Four action items. You know the first two. Read the scriptures in this article, loveandlordship.com. Identity in Christ 5 is this article. And ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number two, journal. Write down what you've learned about your identity in Christ from this post. Go back and look if you've been doing this all along. And look at who you are in Christ and what he's done for you. Number three, in your relationship with Christ, who's been doing the heavy lifting? If you're not in a relationship with him, what do you need to do? He's done all to make it possible. You just have to, by faith, accept that grace, that gift, and surrender to him. Number four, describe what it means knowing that you have his strength in all things because he dwells in you. Contact us at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com, or text or call me at 859-229-6504. If I don't answer, Listen, I will get back with you. Leave a message. There's so much spam and junk. If I don't recognize it, I let it go to voicemail. Please leave a voice message. I will respond to you. If your church or group or organization would like to partner with us, uh, email, call, text, or message me. We'd love to walk with you as the Lord leads. Please continue to pray for us. And as we enter into the year hand, uh, we very much could use your financial gifts as well. If you see this as you pray as a kingdom ministry that the Lord is using, his truth is coming through and having impact on lives, pray that you consider a gift one time or ongoing, maybe a monthly gift. But if not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where to give. You'll be blessed, and I desire that, and I know he does. We don't charge for teaching, counseling, or mentoring. People ask, and we tell them what it costs, and sometimes they help, sometimes they can't. That's okay. Christ always provides. God does out of his glorious riches in Christ. Our vision, there it is, every life and relationship built on the love and lordship of Jesus Christ and our mission making disciples who make disciples in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ in every home, church, and beyond for his kingdom and glory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ.